0: What's up, guys? Welcome to The Entourage Effect, your weekly cannabis podcast. My name is Monica Bazette, and I go by Green Wizard Online.
1: And I'm Tony Candelaria, I also known as Tony Terpene.
0: Today, we are talking about what to expect your first time going to a dispensary. Mm. For those of you guys who have been to a dispensary many times, I know it seems like a walk in the park, it's exciting, you look forward to it, but can be a really daunting experience to someone who's never been who doesn't know what to expect who um yeah whose first time it is so uh we're here to help <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yes so a bit before uh, before we dive into that let's yeah. how i want to know monica how long have you been going to dispensaries for
0: about four years now
1: <clears throat> and <clears throat> what was it like your first time going in
0: My first time going to a dispensary, so I had got my rec that day, and I had lost my ID. So I didn't have my ID, but I had a passport. So first I had to find a dispensary that would allow me to use a passport as ID, which a lot of places didn't. Once I did, it was actually a really cool dispensary. It was on the third floor of a building, so I had to take an elevator up. And then the dispensary was full of, like, murals that were Disney Disney princesses and Disney characters all getting high and smoking in various different ways. Mm. And it was super epic. It was awesome. And it was really cool. My bud tender was very helpful and was very patient with me, and I had an overall really great experience. And I'll kind of dive more into what it's like being in a dispensary in a second, but that's kind of... The gist of what my first time was like, and I probably bought like a gram and thought I was baller, <laughs> hmm. and the gram probably lasted me a month.
1: <laughs> so you were a medical patient then.
0: I was. Oh wait, no. I know for a fact I didn't buy just a gram. I wanted to go crazy, so I bought myself a bong, and that was my first bong. Cool. Which you've actually smoked out of ah. before. Broke. Um. And yeah, I probably bought. I don't know. Maybe an eighth. That's Max. That's
1: cool. <laughs> That'd be impressive to remember what string it was.
0: Oh, that I don't remember at all. Not at all. I wish I did. Huh. That would be cool. It was probably a haze. One of the hazes, either silver haze or purple haze.
1: So is it, do, would you say ex- that th- that the dispensary, has the dispensary experience evolved since then? Which is kind of diving into the topic, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Um, In LA, as far as I've seen, not too, too much. Hmm. But definitely since moving to Las Vegas, Nevada, it's definitely evolved a lot. It's gotten a lot more sophisticated, a lot more regulated, um, a lot more exact, you know, in L.A., you can, you can you know, kind of chat with your bud tender, kind of bond with them, and they'll give you a very friendly gram, as they like to call it, you know. But when you come to Nevada, as much as they'd love to give you a friendly gram or, you know, whatever it is, another extra free pre-roll, everything is super regulated, everything is super accounted for, everything's prepackaged, for example, which it's not in a lot of places in L.A. and wasn't at the time in the dispensary I went to, so yeah.
1: So we are definitely can't really
0: do much in terms of that, you know, bud tender love. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So we can't speak on every state's behalf, but we can definitely give good, not only give good testimony a on, general
0: idea, on what yeah. it's like
1: to shop at a dispensary in the state of Nevada, um, but it probably w- will be a somewhat similar experience.
0: But first, I really want to hear your first dispensary experience. I don't think I've heard it before.
1: Well, first first time I went to a dispensary, it was um, Buds and Roses on Ventura oh, it's such Boulevard. Such a nice name.
0: I don't remember what mine was called. They it, changed names like four times. Mm-hmm.
1: It was their original location, I on Ventura Boulevard, not their uh, their current location now. Uh-huh. And I was they were pretty fancy because they had what looked like a lab behind their, uh their butt tending counter, I went in, and there was a security guard, and security guard was a pretty big dude, definitely the only time I've seen a security guard and thought that I was safe because of that person, you know, <laughs> usually you see a security guard and you're like, you're like, damn, I, I wish I could commit a crime, I wish I was wow. a criminal so I could commit a crime right Please now because talking. that security guard <laughs> can't do anything, but oh that's like, like, but this disp- this security guard was just on it, and he actually, <laughs> like, was the intake person as well, so he, like, did my, he entered my information in the computer, then when he let me in, the, uh, uh, shop was beautiful. Buds and Roses is p- pretty classy, It it has to compete with other Ventura Boulevard businesses, and it has to kind of stay classy, and it's in the middle, smack dab in the middle of Sherman Oaks, and they had, they have a strawberry cough that's thirty percent, but I didn't get that then.
0: It's an award winner.
1: I remember they were really, really pushing cat piss on me. <laughs> God. Like, the strain. Yeah. Not a... Yeah, the strain. They were like, "Smell the strain," and I'm like, the confusion." Oh, what is that? And he's like, "That's cat piss," hmm. and I'm like, "Oh yeah." Like, I thought that's weed. <laughs> like, I don't get it. It took me a while to understand strains, but...
0: That's an interesting strain.
1: Yeah. But Roses was really nice, and I bet you their. I haven't been to their new location. I'd only seen it from the outside, but probably is pretty nice, too. I think I got Strawberry Cough and some either L.A. Confidential or Blue Dream or something mm. with purple in it, because... <laughs> L.A. It sounds about right.
0: That sounds L.A.
1: Super sweet. So, <laughs> now the...
0: The dispensary experience. So that was the
1: first time I was in a dispensary. Since then, I've been a, I've been in a dispensary every almost every single day for for a whole year. <laughs> uh,
0: behind the counter this
1: behind time Behind the though. counter, yeah. And instead of buying a lot of weed, I now sell a lot of weed and
0: buy a lot more weed than you did back then. Yeah, and I, <laughs> still that's true. And still I, buy a lot, but of weed. I
1: also, I also feel very. I feel very qualified walking somebody through a through a um dispensary you literally because I've do done it it's, every day. it's like literally my job. I've done it for Do you think I've hit 10,000 hours? Or is that ridiculous? Is that a ridiculous statement to say that I've hit 10? Cuz that's a lot of years. I can't do math like that. Sorry, folks, listeners. Uh. Mm. But 10 I don't know. Anyways, do it every day for a living. So let's dive into this, shall we? So we shall. <laughs> bef- before we dive into this, we're going to smoke some oh, old I'm school lemon by, by Deep, Deep Roots, Roots Harvest. Harvest. Thank um, you, Deep Roots. We're thank-
0: greatly enjoying it.
1: Mm-hmm. And thank you, Monica, for having Jeez. me here. And
0: thank you for having me here. Yes. <laughs> Love having you as a co-host. So uh mm-hmm. yeah, cheers to that.
1: Yes. Um, Yes, y'all. If anyone... uh... Mm.
0: Very pleasant. All right, so for our dispensary walkthrough here, I think the most important thing to start out with is your expectation. Know kind of what to expect because if you have no idea what to expect... (laughs) It can seem a, ooh, Oops, seem a little bit intimidating. So, first of all, when you walk into the dispensary, there will be a security guard. So know that. Don't get freaked out. He's there for our safety, you know.
1: He's not going to pull you over after you buy <laughs> A lot of people, some people are what scared doing. of that. It's okay.
0: He knows what you're doing. Because sometimes okay security with guards look <laughs> like cops. Yeah, definitely.
1: Sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm.
0: There's also gonna be a check-in desk, and in some cases, like Tony's first time, the person behind the check-in desk may also be a security guard. There may be several, there may be one, who knows? And they are going to ask for your ID, maybe your medical recommendation if you're somewhere that needs one or at an age that needs one, if you are 18 and up or, you know, otherwise. And if it is your first time there, you may need to fill out a patient form with basic information. Basically, how you fill out an information form when you go to a doctor's office or things like that. Just so they can better help you, whatnot. They're never going to use that information, sell it, etc. And then after a few minutes of waiting, you're going to be allowed into the bud room where a bud tender will help you find the perfect product for you.
1: Yeah, they're the people... You are allowed to ask all your dumb, all your dumb, your quote unquote dumb questions. And there's no
0: dumb questions, no silly questions. They've heard it all, and I'll be honest, they've probably heard worse.
1: <laughs> yeah. um And you guys, sh- no one should be afraid to ask anything when it comes to cannabis because you're putting this stuff in your body. So,
0: absolutely. And keep in mind.
1: To- yeah, that's all. Don't be Sorry. afraid. Go ahead.
0: Sorry about that. Um, yeah every body is different so make sure that especially if you don't know exactly what you're looking for let your bud tender know kind of you know what you're looking for in your cannabis experience why you're seeking to purchase cannabis etc and they'll really help you figure out what's going to be best for you from there if you are in pain if you need help sleeping if you need to relax if you need to wake up (laughs)
1: here's here's a pro tip um, butt tenders are less inclined to sell you product if you tell them what you need rather than what you want.
0: Totally. Um, totally. Yeah,
1: if you already co- if you already like know if you do some research and check out menus before you go in, you can and get a good idea of pricing. You can save yourself some time, save your butt tender time, um and expedite the process.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally.
1: But I do think it is fun too go in and pick people's brains um, because cannabis is kind of a culture, It it's not kind of a cultural thing, it is a cultural thing and it um, is fun to exchange knowledge um,
0: and so long as you're keeping it productive cannabis related etc don't feel bad or feel like you're taking too long or have too many questions they're being paid to be there and help you and it's not going to be worth anybody's time or money if you leave there with a product that you don't like or isn't going to be good for you so if you have those questions really take that time and ask they won't mind they're there to help don't feel bad about that
1: Honesty, it's the best policy
0: <laughs> yes
1: there's HIPAA viol- there are HIPAA uh laws in place so but tenders are not allowed to like talk about you in that in any sort of way
0: would you like to explain what HIPAA is
1: mm, no
0: because no. <laughs> I barely know what it means
1: HIPAA stands for uh,
0: something. <laughs>
1: the only thing I can tell you is that basically there are a set of laws called HIPAA laws that it's something that normally only doctors have to worry about. It's your it's your confidentiality between a patient between patient that client and
0: confidentiality, yeah. And
1: between patient and doctor. Or bartender, or doctor, dentist, medical professional, medical distributor, person, nurse, <laughs> uh, what have you? Yeah, it's yeah, and uh,
0: this is still considered medicine. Yeah. Even even if you're smoking it recreationally.
1: Which is why, and that is why, if anybody ever asks you to get off of your phone, it's because of HIPAA. It's not because they're trying to be. Oh, when you're rude. in a b-
0: dispensary, yeah. I know we all want to film the bud bar and all the dank nugs and everything, but.
1: But you're tapping- there are
0: laws in place to protect everyone there. And
1: yes. Pati-
0: that is a violation. <laughs>
1: yeah, patients or customers can uh, break HIPAA violations by recording. And so it's not just a responsibility on yeah. our butt tender end. It's also a responsibility patients. So
0: to make that clear, another thing to expect, once you're in the dispensary, sometimes they'll the cell phone usage in the waiting room, some won't even let you do that. So I would just recommend wrapping up any calls texts before you go in and then you know just take some time to be with a bud tender in the bud you know <laughs> you but don't need the phone they're gonna ask you to get off it or put it away anyway so
1: yeah it's just just be respectful
0: yeah they're not it's nothing against you
1: trust me if it was, <laughs> if it was up to me you'd get a discount for snapchatting us uh, and, using, yeah, and right? using our filter but you'd love anyways, it, but... anyways so,
0: moving on, we're going to talk about product now. So, what to expect in terms of product at a dispensary.
1: So, now that you're in the bud bar, you've got your you've got your valid ID checked. You're maybe you're a first-time patient. You're going to look around and you're The door opens and, and the first thing you see is the flower section because the flower section tends to be the most popular selling section.
0: Cannabis or flower mm. is just to narrow it down even more Dried cannabis flower So yeah, the most popular You hear about it the most the, Usually smoked
1: The grassy green stuff <laughs> oh, The buds
0: <laughs> Yeah, it is the bud of the plant
1: The devil's lettuce <laughs> Before
0: I smoked, I thought we smoked the leaves I think a lot of us did Just because, you know, that is the symbol of cannabis That is the most notable part But, but, um, but yeah, we actually smoked the bud The dried flower of it
1: in a weird way, we're actually smoking the ovaries of the plant.
0: I mean, if you want to get that technical, I guess you could say that.
1: That's how I look at it.
0: Great. <laughs> I wish I could explain
1: more clearly what I mean. I the flower, the that's theme, a whole, anyway. The biology of the cannabis anyway. plant. That's a whole other episode. We'll get into we'll that get into later. That. Today we're talking about shopping for cannabis.
0: Typically, this dried cannabis flower, or, you know, the bud is sold in grams, mm-hmm. eighths, so mm-hmm. one-eighth of a gram, fourths, quarters, one-fourth of a gram, halves, and ounces. So that's just kind of your typical, you know, measurement. And there probably is a cap to how much you can buy in one transaction or per day, wherever you are
1: mm-hmm. purchasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, laws vary per state. They do. Uh, yeah, the... If you need something stronger than flour, uh, concentrates and edibles might be the way to go, but uh, flour is a becoming a more popular way to find medicinal relief now that there is more research on terpenes. Oh,
0: absolutely. So
1: when you're shopping for flour, like, I think the, the most fun thing about shopping for flour is uh, looking at the terpenes and yes. smelling the terpenes and uh in case you guys don't know what a terpene is and I don't know why you don't know maybe because <laughs> you missed episode 2 what so pause so go pause. back yes we're going to take a minute you go we're going to take a smoke break you go ahead pause and watch <laughs> episode 2 of of the entourage effects oh my gosh <clears throat> so welcome ashamed
0: back. welcome we're back. <laughs> back um but yeah terpenes are awesome and Real there are quick. some places where it's legalized sorry And uh, you don't yet have access to terpenes, and I hope you do soon. But in the meantime, what I always like to go by is the nose nose. If you smell the cannabis, it looks good, and it makes your nose feel awesome. You love it. It makes you feel a type of way. You love the smell. Chances are your body's reacting good to it now. You're probably going to react even better when it is really in your body.
1: In case you didn't take the time to rewatch our episode about terpenes, the terpenes are the essential oils in the plants that really dictate that really dictate the effect that we're going to feel when we smoke. Um, for example, this old school lemons has one of our favorite terpenes called mm. Um Terpinolene is nice because it's it's sedative but also like energizing. And it's I,
0: sedative in terms of pain, but it gives an energizing, uplifting effect as well, I f- which I really like.
1: And I, also, I find it to be focusing. And we are trying to avoid smoking stuff that gets us off track. In case you did listen to episode two of the mm, podcast, oh you might understand what we mean. But, yeah, guys, the art of terpenes is what really separates the, the connoisseur from the average consumer. So, learn... Le- get get terped. <laughs> get terped. Get educated on your terped.
0: <laughs> but- Moving on. In terms of edibles, a starting dose is actually, and this may shock some of you because I've heard crazy variations to this, but the starting dose is 2.5 to 5 milligrams maximum of THC. And if your bud tender doesn't warn you of this, he slash she is a jerk. I'm sorry. I say that with love, but I say it so seriously because... I have seen some people get so, so messed up on 5 milligrams. Some people, it hits like crazy. Some people, it needs like 400 milligrams to feel anything. It really varies, and it may be frustrating, but it'll be so worth it when you find your perfect dose. But always start slow, because there's nothing scarier than, you know, a bad edible trip. (laughs) I think we all speak from experience.
1: Yes, the edibles nowadays are nice because they are they should be lab tested right again speaking in the of nevada everything here is lab tested especially our edibles so when something is a five milligram edible um we know it's a five milligram edible um one of our a company that you and i are really familiar with finally recently got their It's a California-based company. Recently got their edibles lab tested. And to everyone's not really shock, they were testing awfully low than what they advertised. And sometimes it's because people are... Maybe they're being genuine and they're hoping that their 1,000-milligram chocolate Uh is a Uh 1,000-milligram chocolate. Um, But the... Being with edibles are you just got to find find what works for you. Find the dose that works for you.
0: Absolutely. And, again, we recommend that once you've taken the dose that you believe to be appropriate, an edible can take up to two hours to take effect. So mm-hmm. we always recommend that after you take your first dose, even if you don't feel anything for a while, don't take any more until more than two hours later.
1: If you're really impatient, a drinkable could kick in no. a lot
0: faster. <laughs> drinkables, at least in my experience, have kicked in a lot faster, but don't take it right after taking an edible. That's what oh, I thought oh. you meant oh, at no, first. No, no, no,
1: no, no.
0: I misunderstood apologies. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of edibles, what you can find in di- in whoa, in a dispensary, you can usually find drinkables. So maybe a lemonade, maybe a soda, things like that. Even some waters. You can find like C B D water now, which I think is pretty cool. And then you're usually going to find traditionally some brownies, some cookies, maybe some Rice Krispies, and gummies. But if uh, you have a dispensary that likes to get fancy, you can find chips. I found uh, some Weedos, which were Mm -hmm. super, super bomb. I'll admit, those are delicious. Um, You can find candies. You can find cereals. uh, You can find a ton of stuff. Lollipops.
1: What (laughs) what, does any edible in particular work for you? Do you find works consistently? Mm.
0: So I have a pretty darn high tolerance with edibles, I remember. Uh, I can take like 400 milligrams of an edible, and it usually doesn't take too much effect. Plus, I don't usually like too many edibles. Mm -hmm. So what works for me the best are sublinguals, which I still kind of consider edibles, but they dissolve more especially under your tongue so that's mints maybe hard candies i like lollipops mm. and i figured out that f- because of the method that that cannabis is coming or getting into my body i need way less thc so a five milligram lollipop will get me blasted whereas a 400 milligram rice crispy really won't do much which i think is pretty crazy And, again, that comes down to finding your perfect ingestion method ideal for you.
1: Wow. Tedious. I I mean, fascinating. I. (laughs) (laughs) You asked. Well, it's funnier. It's nicer that way. It's it's meaner (laughs) the other way around. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right.
0: Usually, uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just. (laughs) Anyway. Moving on. Okay. Anything else you have to say about. Los edibles
1: Well I mean Tinctures are I You took We're the We're not
0: of, on tinctures yet I know
1: I know but you, but you start talking about it My bad My bad My bad we'll No
0: go. I talked about sublinguals Oh
1: sublinguals Sorry 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 see, I get sublinguals and tinctures See he wasn't even listening
0: tinctures. guys No no no
1: I get sublinguals and tinctures mixed up My bad <laughs> um, My bad No I really do I really do But we
0: will We are gonna get to topics. Or pff, Now I'm gonna you See Anyway Edibles
1: Yes. Oh, yes, edibles. The ones that you were talking about <laughs> sublinguals, sublinguals <Go> are. <laughs> my apologies. I get sublinguals mixed up with tinctures because both methods are ingestion methods through the yeah. mouth. Yeah. And. Uh, it's
0: still sublingual.
1: I find drinkables work great for me. Um, I do really like drinkables. Them, when I let them s- salivate in my mouth and. Sit des-
0: under your tongue. Yes. <laughs>
1: Um the I think it's important to yeah, find your dose. Make sure you don't overdo it because the only time I ever hear true horror stories about <laughs> cannabis are edibles. I've
0: experienced it. I was not gonna say
1: something in particular about edibles. Um if you do take too much... Can we talk about what have to... Please, okay, let's <laughs> talk about that. If you do take too much uh, edibles, one solution could be taking some extra CBD. Getting some CBD into your system mm-hmm. will get some of that THC out by, uh, I suppose, the receptor... I suppose CBD res- is moving in and taking over your receptors and pushing THC out. That's one way to describe what's going on there um so uh take some have some cbd uh on hand uh
0: yeah it's super helpful take some cbd oil under your tongue and you will feel less high also i've heard that biting down on pepper on black pepper hmm. whole black pepper should help it's that carophylline in it that beta carophylline which again is a terpene hmm. so uh yeah moving on to uh the concentrates concentrates are what we call extracted cannabis well concentrate or oil which is a lot more potent than flour usually flour you're gonna see you know probably the max around like 25 percent generally Mm -hmm. and uh with with uh concentrate you can see it in the 80s you know
1: Whoa. The terpenes, too, are also a lot more potent in concentration. Yeah,
0: there's a lot more... There's higher concentrations of terpenes as well, which I, you know, adore. It's always awesome. And normally, concentrates are dabbed, which... uh, Dabbing, it's a method of vaporizing cannabis concentrate on a hot surface, usually using a dab rig, which is like a bong, but with an insert piece. You know, instead of the bowl, there's going to be what we call a nail or a banger, and that's going to be... What we use to dab with
1: the besides smoking or concentrate, I think one thing that's re- I think a really creative way to use your concentrate some. is to make a uh, make a, make some edibles out of uh, it. Mm-hmm. Like somehow turning it into a nice like medicated oil. You can get a nice gram of some batter that has seven hundred milligrams of THC, and then make a nice seven hundred milligram oil. And yeah, Yeah, that's pretty creative
0: Each different type of cannabis oil, cannabis concentrate (laughs) Will usually have different best ways to combine it and activate it And use it in baking and making edibles And, you know, can't wait to get into that soon Mm -hmm. And as well, what the different types of cannabis concentrates are and what the difference is, because there's a ton of them. We have distillate, we have mm-hmm. shatter, we have mm-hmm. batter. What's live resin? What is, you know, the list goes on, and that's going to be a whole podcast in itself. But for now, we're just going to stick to basics, so concentrate in general. Mm-hmm.
1: The That definitely deserves its own episode. Totally. Took the words out of my <laughs> brain. Apologies,
0: of apologies.
1: The uh best... The cool thing about shopping for a, for a concentrate is that it is very similar to shopping to fl- for flour, at least as for me as a bud tender, selling concentrate is a lot like selling flour, so although selling
0: flour in higher concentrations.
1: Yeah, that's literally the that is what it is. So if you can master one, you'll master the other on accident. So that's pretty cool.
0: To kind of understand more what concentrates are i like to compare it to a coffee you have your regular coffee from your coffee beans which is you know what i like to consider like bud you know the flower of the cannabis and then you have cannabis concentrate which i like to compare to the what's it called the uh espresso Espresso, yeah an espresso shot wow and that was the barista that's okay. This weed is working, guys.
1: This is a good, 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 strain, good <laughs> yeah, an
0: espresso shot is the concentration, that concentrated coffee. It's going to be super strong. Don't
1: need much, a lot of it. Much,
0: much stronger than your average cup of coffee. So that's, that's kind of how you can consider cannabis, flour versus cannabis concentrate.
1: With that in mind... I feel like it's, I think it's important. I feel like it's one of, it's just like edibles. Know Know your your dose. dose. (laughs) Because I've also not only had, the only horror stories I've actually experienced myself in cannabis Mm -hmm. is being around people and making, not making them dab for the first time, but like, you know, like being around their first dab. I have a dear friend close to my heart who, she had her first dab in it was a very terrible experience even you have uh, had a bad dab experience with i've had once.
0: one bad trip with a dab but that was a weird
1: that was is really weird
0: that was other factor it was just a weird time um but yeah um <laughs> if just know your dose if you're not ready for that much you know concentration in your system don't feel pressured to don't feel obligated to Oftentimes, I feel like flower really, really, you know, is golden. Yeah. The golden way to go. I love my dabs, but flower always has, you know, a very special place in my heart.
1: One thing that I think is unique to the state of Nevada, if you are a dabber and you are visiting the state of Nevada, you should try dabbing some of our CBD out here, because we
0: have have an abundance
1: of great quality, affordable CBD uh, dabs, and... I think it's really cool. Like, I don't remember ever seeing that in California. Like...
0: Not too, too much.
1: Yeah. So, maybe there's more of it now.
0: Actually, for a time, I was trying to get my hands on some CBD dabs in California. I'd never tried them myself. And everywhere I asked, they either had never heard (laughs) of it or had never tried it, had never known any place. And there was one man, he goes, oh my gosh, I wish I knew where some was. I would have it myself, so anyway. um, Times have evolved. I know there's a lot of companies that ship to California that have a lot of those cannabis concentrates and whatnot, but I love that Nevada has it in dispensaries, easy access, they're so wonderful. Mm -hmm. They won't get you high. But
1: you'll just oh they feel amazing. I don't know, man. When I dad it's, CBD, it's not it, so. It's not. It's not a high.
0: psychoactive high. It's that high on life feeling where yeah. all of those things that little headache you had, that stomach ache you had, that chronic back pain you're dealing with, your stress, you kind of your anxiety, you all kind of feel it slipping away, and then you can kind of just enjoy. Oh, he's like cracking his back while he's hearing it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you can kind of just enjoy life without kind of those those things that bring down the quality of life. And it's very, very relieving. Mm-hmm. So I think you're not getting a psychoactive high. You're just getting that, like, wow, I feel great high.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, if you want to take dabbing to the next level, start playing with your temperatures.
0: Ooh, yes. Low temps will activate all the terpenes and higher temps will activate the cannabinoids so the THC, CBD, CBN, etc. And I found a super cool uh informative chart with all of the temperatures and I'd love to do a podcast on that soon. We have so many we want to share with you. But um but yeah, we're going to keep it simple right now. First time in a dispensary.
1: Um the shopping for concentrate and flowers also very similar to shopping for your which I think leads us to our next topic, which we actually don't have written on the list which I forgot totally until I remembered right now cartridges
0: oh, okay I was kind of thinking like with, it does
1: basically with
0: concentrate just yeah there's cartridges oil in it.
1: yeah but cartridges basically you can
0: so cannabis concentrate cartridges so, so that's what you smoke with a pen
1: yeah so you're in the dispensary you've looked at you know, the flour now you know what how to shop for flour you know how to buy a gram you know how to buy an eighth or fourth and half or an ounce. You know that all of those things are about the ounce. You know that edibles are strong. You know you don't need a big dose. Let's recap. Yes, and uh, you've looked at all the concentrates. Now you're looking at all these cartridges. Now, cart And disposable e-cigarettes? Is that what we're looking at on the shelf?
0: (laughs) I see you moving down the line. I love it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, cartridges are very, very similar to concentrates and flour. You can almost copy and paste everything everything we just said. Um the only thing to keep in mind with cartridges is I think you should find a brand that you that will work for you that you can trust that you can research and go, hey
0: keyword I trust. Like, yeah,
1: because the thing that is crazy, y'all. <laughs> I'm about to drop some knowledge. It is perfectly acceptable for uh it is perfectly legal for pesticides and fungus to grow on your weed and be sold so long as it doesn't show up on the test results and the best way to hide all of that is in a cartridge so you so y'all got to be we got to be careful when we buy cartridges Um, I know I've smoked my fair share of cartridges that were nasty and I should not have smoked It's Um.
0: very unfortunate. Every so often we see a company that used to produce a lot of flour. And all of a sudden they switched to only producing distillates and cartridges. And the major red flag there that everyone kind of assumes is that, oh, they either started using pesticides or, you know, they had some mold action going on or something that needed to get covered up that couldn't show up on their lab tests and during the process of extraction and you know blasting the product with you know various various things
1: i had a get uh, into all that i've had a uh, someone who makes who works for a concentrate company say he said that he feels like distillate is the so distillate is uh Usually, what we find in an oil in an oil cartridge, uh, he says that it's the baloney of cannabis. <laughs> so literally, you could take the worst part of the plant. So even if it was like even if there's to no the fungus, stems. even if it's no fungus and it's like it's like perfectly acceptable, you can take the worst part of the plant that you really couldn't sell, you know, for money uh, because no one wants to smoke that swaggy stuff. Mm-hmm. You can turn that swaggy stuff into a nice and good enough oil um so yeah just find find a company that you love
0: i love Um, a good distillate but it's pretty hard to find one that i can trust that's really made from the good part of the plants and you know they're not putting creepy stuff into it there's also some that are putting in fake terpenes so terpenes that aren't necessarily smoke grade but come from other plants, not from cannabis, so maybe from pine trees, from fruits, mm-hmm. from uh, you know other plants
1: or other chemicals
0: and honestly i the, ugh, it just doesn't feel good it's no I'm not a fan, not a fan at all. I know. Let's keep the real terps, let's keep it natural. there's no need to be doing some like Frankenstein cloning between you know an orange and cannabis,
1: yes, the uh. Cartridges are really discreet though. They're they are when you
0: find a great one, it can be super awesome.
1: Virtually odorless. I um you could you could smoke in if you were invisible, you can smoke in a library. No one would know you're smoking. That's how
0: But don't do that. Don't do do it, don't do it, don't do it. I'm just saying
1: saying that's how how unsmellable they are. Unless they do have some of those those weird flavors. Stay compliant, folks. Um, unless they do have some of those weird flavors.
0: A lot of them are a lot more discreet.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, Far but, more
0: discreet than vapes.
1: But to, to bounce off of that bologna comparison, some cartridges are like, you know, high quality. I hate to use the comparison. Steak. You know? Like, it could be bologna. It could be steak. <laughs> it could be really awesome. It could be plant-based bologna. It could be plant-based steak. <laughs> uh, either, there you go. either way, I've noticed that you usually pay for what you get. Uh... So, uh, be wary. Definitely. Anyways, on to the next uh, topic, shall we? We
0: shall. So, uh topic
1: tinctures. Tinctures. Mm-hmm. Tinctures. 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 You mean like those oil dropper things <laughs> you... <laughs> that we just talked about? To be about? honest, yeah, yeah. To be honest, I've never heard of tinctures until I like started working in the cannabis industry. It was around cannabis.
0: I think also that time we moved to Nevada. And Nevada has a wider variety of products. But, yeah, tinctures are cannabis oils. Not like the ones we just talked about. But more oils that come in dropper form, in liquid form. And you're going to use the dropper to put a few drops under your
1: tongue. hmm The cool thing about tinctures, they are very medicinal if you will and i will (laughs) they are they work pretty fast they work really strong you get a nice absorption rate because of you don't because you're bypassing the liver instead of eating food which goes in your tummy and then goes to your liver and then to your bloodstream then to your brain you just put a tincture under your tongue and then that just goes to your brain so for like i agree with uh, Monica, I would rather have a pretty good tincture than a really strong chocolate bar. mm mm-hmm. um, The tinctures are... More
0: effective, faster acting. The tinctures
1: are probably the most discreet way to medicate.
0: Oh, totally. No odor, no...
1: In, in fact, I think if you were trying to quit smoking weed, but you still want to benefit from weed, I oh, think you should yes. think about... Adopting a tincture because totally. the you get that you get that fast acting satisfaction you get from smoking, uh, but but without the the habit of smoking you know, which some people can't have for whatever reason they whatever reason. Um, I know, like I would actually like if I could if to be to be real if I had a really awesome tincture, I would quit smoking for a bit if I knew, like, that tincture would work for me. But I still Heck haven't yeah. found the one.
0: <laughs> Not the one yet.
1: I will. One day.
0: Someday. I like to take my CBD oils in the morning. Oh, really? That helps a lot. Absolutely. And, um, but yeah. Uh-huh. Let's talk about topicals.
1: Mm-hmm. Topicals. The, uh, one of the coolest ways to medicate because you don't get those, uh, concentrations of THC in the bloodstream.
0: This which means true. that you don't get
1: high. Which means you don't... Which also means that it doesn't show up on a drug test.
0: So long as they're not doing you know, maybe deeper ones like hair.
1: Oh, whoa. That
0: could show up. I guess
1: that could show up. Oh, my but bad. Don't, but my bad, if y'all. they're
0: taking a blood test or a urine test uh, there are heavy chances that If you use a topical, so like a lotion, it's going to deliver relief to the direct side of application, so it's not going to spread anywhere else, and it's not going to go into your bloodstream.
1: Yeah, so if you need to hone in on that chronic pain, a tincture might be a little more effective than a joint. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. If you're not so...
1: Wait, topical. Topical.
0: Yeah, topical, sorry. Both of those things. Tincture, too, though. (laughs)
1: Tincture, too, though, but topical might be better. If
0: you're not so worried about it getting into your bloodstream, et cetera, some people really need it to get into their bloodstream, but maybe consider transdermal, which is something like a patch. It delivers relief not just to that area, but to all parts of the body. Also, patches are kind of time release, therefore, you can put it on and you can have relief from. Twenty four hours up to actually some do seven days of relief. You can keep it on for seven days, and it is going to be delivering a consistent dose of medicine to your body at all times until you know it runs out.
1: The, huh. that that is that's cool. I'm kind of confused with what. <laughs> I'm just a little embarrassing. I'm getting like how come transdermals and no, topicals aren't. And, like, how come they're not the same category?
0: Does transdermal
1: refer to the actual, like, band aid thing or adhesive tape?
0: No, no, no. So they're very similar and are often put into the same category. But while topicals will only deliver relief to the spot where you apply it, Mm -hmm. so say you're applying the topical to your back, Mm -hmm. it's only going to help your back. But with transdermal, you say you put it, you're usually going to want to put it on a vein so say you put it on your arm, on your wrist for example it's not just going to deliver relief to your wrist, it's going to deliver relief to your entire body through uh, your endocannabinoid system, probably targeting the areas that need the most help but really it's going to you know affect the whole body instead of just that one spot that you're applying it to
1: now I understand
0: also that goes a lot deeper into the bloodstream in much larger concentrations transdermals do whereas topicals not so much. Not nearly as much, actually. Not not so much.
1: I'm actually a huge fan of topicals. I I use a THC lotion made by my friends at Dixie. Or, yeah. Oh, AKA, A.K.A. the Cannabineers. <laughs> Thank you, Cannabineers, for keeping my feet, my ankles, for keeping them as pain-free as you possibly can. And oh, they, yeah. it really does make a difference on those, uh long work days mm-hmm. i like to rub the, the that thc lotion into my into the
0: my the calluses, heel the ca- like not well the not bunions the, not the, <laughs> the
1: calluses and bunions yes but more importantly like cuz of the, the muscle arch. relief oh yes Like totally when I rub I'll my ankle you. or my heel right here i'm pointing like you guys could see <laughs> um you guys see right yeah the it just feels great i like to put on the thc lotion on my feet then put on my socks and I would like to believe that the sweat in my feet is making the THC kind of seep out into my sock, Uh, to which it can be reabsorbed into my foot later. Okay,
0: TMI. Yeah, you know. (laughs) And also
1: keeps my feet smelling great.
0: In my opinion, all of these methods are incredible and wonderful in their own ways, up for you to determine which ways are most effective for you.
1: But I think the best way is to put them all together oh gosh all at the same time i don't mean all at the same time but i mean like trying a little bit (gasps) trying a little bit of everything to create and yeah don't 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 limit
0: yourself to one sometimes you're gonna use one in one circumstance another for another circumstance two at the same time for another etc they all do different things and you can benefit from so much um but yeah, those are the main things that you're gonna find in a dispensary. Always feel free to ask. And one of the cool thing, it, cool thing is, cool things are that in recreational states, you legally have the right to the test results for all of your cannabis products. In Nevada, testing is mandatory, so we encourage that if you are not in a state that has mandatory testing, please, you know call them, let them know you need mandatory testing. It's really a game changer. As much as I want to trust my bud tender, you know, how do I know that my weed doesn't have pesticides on it? That there wasn't molds or fungus or impurities somewhere and you really can't unless a lab is confirming it.
1: Otherwise, you're just taking someone's word for it.
0: Definitely. And, you know, we all want to do that. But this is our healths we're talking about. This is our lungs. This is something we're inhaling deep into our bodies. And personally, I feel very uncomfortable. I consider it medicine. And as much as I hate pharmaceuticals, they all come with a label that show all of the ingredients in it and the percentages and all that information and the dosing information and I think that cannabis it should really you know be taken that seriously as well that's important information that we should all be getting even if you're smoking recreationally it just helps you find that strain that is going to help you achieve what you are desiring out of your smoke session even quicker About the guesswork. If you're looking for a nice heavy couch lock with a nice, nice sedating high, you can find that. If you're looking for a super uplifting giggly high, you can find that. It's all, you know, it's all written in the lab test. You can even hear request the soil certificate, which has the soil tested for all of those impurities, metals, etc. And I think that is so cool. I personally geek out over that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I've asked for it. They procure it. If they don't have it, your dispensary, that is an issue. If you are in a state that uses mandatory testing. If not, again, get them to please.
1: Yeah, ask your dispensary if they will lab test their products. If they don't have their products lab tested.
0: If they care about their their patients and the patients want it, you know.
1: How bad would you feel, guys, if you bought a diamond, you thought it was a diamond... I told you it was a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> he like showed you that it looked like a diamond and it smelled like a diamond.
0: It Smelled like a diamond. And
1: it turns out to just be cubic zirconium. Wouldn't that make you sad?
0: And just the crystal.
1: Yeah. Just yeah. a simple crystal. Well. A yes. Cubic zirconium. So, yeah, getting just your getting your cannabis <laughs> getting your cannabis lab tested is like <coughs> buying a diamond that's certified.
0: Yeah. You gotta you gotta have proof.
1: So get certified.
0: Get certified. Oh gosh. Um also keep in mind that dispensaries only accept cash. So I would always recommend come prepared with cash, but a lot of dispensaries usually have an ATM. Yeah,
1: really. normally.
0: Normally. Mm-hmm. Some don't, so I, I would always come prepared.
1: Sometimes the ATM is out.
0: That too. I it just I personally just never want to rely on anything that I can rely on myself for.
1: Yes. Uh man, speaking of cash, what should I do if I have some extra cash and my bud tender was amazing and knowledgeable and and compassionate and <laughs> just like you were today.
0: Well, since there is a big customer service aspect of this industry and bud tenders there will often be a tip jar. And tips are definitely recommended. They really care about finding the right product for you. And they're going to take a lot of time helping you find. Or, you know, as little time as you need. But they'll take all the time you need to find the product that is best for you. So I would highly recommend tipping your bud tender. And if they don't have a tip jar, you can always hand it to them. And say, here's a tip. I'm sure they will not be opposed.
1: <laughs> and if... uh you are feeling a little uh, thrifty uh, maybe consider leaving your buttender a nice review. and yes. a tip could be spent in a weekend, but a review could last <laughs> the butt tender's career. They will put that on their resume and it like looks great
0: seriously, if you don't have money to give, and that happens, you know, you bought too much weed, you're out mm-hmm. of change, but, you know, you can go on Yelp or Weed Maps or wherever they have their dispensary listed, and you can leave an awesome review with your bud tender's name, and that's honestly gonna mean the world for them, sometimes even more than a tip.
1: I recommend being a boss and You can giving, also do both. I recommend being <laughs> a boss, going on Google Review, stating their name, that... You know they gave you an awesome, awesome, awesome service, and mm-hmm. um, because you know Google is what the normal people look at, With and the normal. People. <laughs> no, for real, like like a lot of people look at, a lot of people. That's true. This is true. A lot of people. So n- back in the past, if you wanted to find a dispensary, Weed Maps was almost your only option, um, or Leafly, or some sort of like weed-based app, map mm-hmm. app but now people just google it people people are not in that mindset anymore where they're like oh i got to have weed maps like it's a lot of normal it's a lot of people who at least in like las vegas mm-hmm. people from people who live in a state where that where it's illegal to buy weed they will fly out to vegas and google dispensary near me Very they don't true. they don't think hmm i'm going to go on a weed maps that was definitely like the for the, the more discreet and- era <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> I can, I feel that. Yes. But yeah, definitely leave a review and slash or a tip. Always nice. I think we've covered all aspects of your first time at a dispensary. I hope that, you know, we've made it pretty clear for you guys. Of course, there's always so much to delve into, but yeah, I think we've got the basics. Mm-hmm. Thanks again for kicking it with us today. I hope you smoked with us and enjoyed our time together. I definitely did. More
1: importantly, I hope you guys learned something today. Absolutely. Uh, yes, if you'd like to follow our misadventures, you can. And, uh, uh, what's what's your Instagram where we can follow your our misadventures?
0: My Instagram is greenwizardlife, all one. <sighs>
1: And I am Tony underscore Terpene. So, hope you guys having a fantastic night.
0: Check that out. Stay elevated. And until next time, guys.